0: trust with my life, not my homilies. <laughs> so, Mr. Herman's kids. Herman Cruz drives a school bus in Cape May, New Jersey. His young passengers love Mr. Herman, and they love him for good reason. One morning, Mr. Herman noticed that a kindergarten on his bus seemed a little sad. He asked the little one what was wrong. The boy told Mr. Herman that he wasn't able to complete his reading assignment because his parents were busy with his four other siblings at home. It was hard to find one-on-one reading time with his busy mom and dad. Mr. Herman responded, Hey, listen, I have some free time, and if you don't mind, I'd like to come to the school, and I'll read with you. So with the permission of the six-year-old's teacher, Mr. Herman began coming to her kindergarten classroom. The bus driver and his young friend went to a quiet corner and began to read to each other. So he reads to me, and I read to him, and we read together. And from there, it took on a life of its own, Mr. Herman remembers. A second student suddenly wanted to read with me, and then a third. All these kids were going to the teacher asking, Can I read with Mr. Herman? That was two years ago. Now two days a week, Mr. Herman spends the four hours between his morning pickup and afternoon return drives, working with kindergarten students, and a third day with the school's first and second graders. His reading circles have been dubbed Mr. Herman's kids. Kindergarten teacher, Alex Bakley, says of her reading assistant, Herman is goofy, silly, and super positive. And the kids all love him. He's a bright light in our school and makes every child feel loved and feel heard. They're drawn to his energy. Mr. Herman sees his new challenge as a natural extension of his work as a bus driver. Bus drivers, he says, are the eyes and the ears of students when they're away from home. We have an uncanny gift to discern what kids are feeling. It's a joy, a joy to see the kids get excited when they learn to sound out words. The 55 year, 55 year old Mr. Cruz, the father of five grown children, says, I love seeing it when they get a sense of pride. I love how reading opens up a new world for them. I feel lucky to see that firsthand. What started out as a way to kill time has now blossomed into a way of making a difference in the heart and in the life of a child. The Washington Post on December 7th carried that and NewJersey.com is where I first found it on December 19th of 2022. See, Mr. Herman's kids, I think, mirror Jesus's challenge to you and to me, to all of us, to let the light of God's compassion and wisdom shine forth, in the very simplicity and the hiddenness of our everyday lives. See, to refuse to allow the light that we possess and the light possessed by others in our lives to somehow allow it to be um, diminished or extinguished because of pride or fear, isolation, changes at the very core of who I think God calls you and me to be. To simply allow that which we have to change people's perspective, to put a little light on something new. See, and every one of us has the ability to be salt, a salt that can enrich our world with compassion, forgiveness, joy. Every one of us possesses in all truth a light that it can eradicate the darkness of fear, of hopelessness, of injustice. But we know that fear and doubt can lead us to keeping our light hidden as well. Or worse, it can force the brilliance of others to remain hidden as well. But the simplicity of the gospel of Jesus is simply that you and I realize the challenge of Jesus to be salt for the earth, to make God's presence and grace realities in our own time and in our own place. To be light for the world is simply to illuminate the dark, the hopeless corners of our world that we begin to bring a light of justice, of hope, with a touch of kindness and care for another person. It's never in the extraordinary. It's always in the most ordinary things that we do that changes people's lives. The extraordinary thing that God calls us and challenges us is just simply to have the willingness to try. It's not about how successful we are. It's not about a numbers game of how many people we've touched or how many lives we've changed. It's simply about a willingness to try. Sometimes it's just a laugh in the very front row that changes our whole perspective. I needed that laugh today and I think God brought her here purposefully over these last weeks when I've had something on my heart, I've shared it with you and asked that you pray. And I ask that you pray for a person who lives right here on our property. Most of you know Father Ray, who sometimes fills in. Father Ray lives in the little house that we own just to the east of us here. But there's a second priest Father John Curran who lives there upstairs and last night Father Ray with one of our staff members found Father John on the floor non-responsive and so today I've spent most of my day between phone calls to the archbishop's office to the regional bishop's office to Father John's mom in Albilene Texas to trying to find medical records and other things and Even spending some time with Father John at the hospital itself, he's still not responsive. So just keep John in your prayers. He struggles and suffers from irritable bowel syndrome and right now probably maybe weighs 60, 65 pounds. So keep John in your hearts. It's been a heavy day, but a little laugh was the best salt and the best light that there could be.